What is up, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Galaxy of Film. It is your co-host here, Danilo. And before we dive into the episode, I wanted to just say that my thesis film, Catalina's Curse, will be out February 9th in the Facebook group called Galaxy of Film Fan Group, so be sure to check it out. I have my editor, Ethan, on it. I have an actress, Emily, and myself, who was the director. We did an amazing job. I'm really proud of it, so be sure to check it out in the Facebook group. Then it'll be available publicly March 16th uh, on our Galaxy of Film Productions YouTube channel. So once again, be sure to check out, out guys, and thank you, and now for the episode. You're listening to Galaxy of Film. The Galaxy of Film rating system is based off planets featured in the Star Wars films. From our highest rating to lowest, here is the order in which we rate these films. Number 5. Coruscant, the entire planet is one big city. Number 4. Thanks. Bespin, it's pretty far, but I think we can make it. Mining colony? Yeah, Tabana gas mine. Number 3. Like you did by the lake on the boo. Number 2. Set your course for the hot system. And lastly, number 1. Gotta get back to Jakku. Back to Jakku! Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? It's Tyler with Stream of the Week. I got for you 2018's Game Over, man. It's from the cast of Workaholics playing completely different characters. It's an action comedy, but more comedy than anything because this movie was fucking hilarious. I originally put it on as background, but right off the bat, the dudes are smoking salvia and it was just hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing at it. And it had the most off the wall celebrity guest cameos like Steve-O was in it for six seconds and then he died shaggy just the most random appearances the whole premise of the movie being they need to save the day because someone they want to sell a video game idea to is being held up by terrorists or something i don't know it was a hilarious movie there was not much to it not much substance no character arc it was like just for the comedy and just the comedy and if you ignore everything else it was great bespin Alright, and welcome back to the Brandups of Galaxy of Film. I'm, of course, your host, Max, joined with my slightly shorter co-host, Danilo. How are you doing, man? what did I just say, dude? What did we just go before we, <laughs> we, just say before we started this fucking episode, man? I'm asking how you're currently doing, man. Oh, just at this moment right now? Yeah. Dude. I guess okay, dude. It's good to get a few chuckles in throughout the past week. Yeah, yeah. I feel you, dude. I feel you. Chuckles, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Yeah, okay, bud. <laughs> Come on, dude. Give me something to work with here. Jesus Christ, man. Oh, we got Brandon with us. How are you doing, bud? I'm doing good. Uh, what has it been about a month since I've done this? I, th- I think. Uh, <laughs> two years? Something like that. Uh, I've been good, man, since then. Uh, I actually just uh, joined up with uh, D&D for the first time. Oh, how's that going? Uh... I mean, I punched an old dude in the face. Did <laughs> you what now? <laughs> in the game. In the game. Come on, dude. I thought you had in too many game. mics again. Yeah, just yeah, dude. You would have gave me reason to punch that old barista lady. 
Uh, it was fun, though. I mean, we've only had one session so far, so I'm excited to see how the rest of the story plays out. <laughs> you make it sound like you just lost your virginity, dude. <laughs> you cracking open some mics hard, man? You cracking open some mics hard while you're playing, though? I do get a couple drinks in me when we play. I love oh. to hear it. I love to hear it, dude. <laughs> Goodness, man. We got Jake from Mayhem Pictures. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. Been a minute, but uh, back on the live stream. I got well. It hasn't been a minute. I just recorded an episode with you, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm doing good. Nice, man. Nice. Well, before we go ahead and begin, guys, we're going to be discussing Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, the new MCU movie they just came out. Um, before we begin, I'm going to go ahead and give the, the floor to Danilo for a few moments to kind of address the, the elephant in the room here. Um, so take it away, man. Go ahead. Yeah, man. So if you guys don't know, um, I go to MSU, Michigan State um, University. I was at Oakland for a while, got a film degree, and then I was like, I want to pursue teaching a bit, you know. Um, so Michigan State has one of the best education program in Michigan, if not the country. Um, so I'm currently up at MSU, junior up here, um, taking classes, you know, like a normal college student. And obviously last week was uh, pretty tragic, the night before Valentine's Day. A mm -hmm. um, lot of mayhem on campus, a lot of um, just chaos, really, and just pan sheer panic, really, just sheer panic. Um, words really don't describe how it was. It doesn't do it justice. Um, we're trying to go back now. It's been a week. We're trying to go back in person. Um, it's it's weird. It's odd. The vibes are wrong. If you've been to Michigan State, if you're from Michigan, you, you know what it's like up here. It's a fun time. Max has been up in the summer and he had a blast. You know, like, it's a fun time. Everyone's joking around. People outside playing. I mean, the weather's like, what, 50 degrees today? People would be outside having fun right now. Um, that That's clearly just not the vibe here at Michigan State at the moment. Um we are grieving, we are feeling immense amount of pain, um, and ultimately everyone's just sad. Everyone's just sad at the three lives that were lost. Um, and the five people who are injured, you know, we can say thoughts and prayers and hopefully they'll get better, but at the end of the day, it's just gonna be time um, for everyone um, to just try and be better uh, mentally, physically. Um, if you are from Michigan State and you're watching this, listening to this, because it says get uploaded too, um, just know that you are loved, man. Just know that you're loved and that everything, like, everything was going to hopefully be okay one day. It's unfortunate we had to go through this, but we've gone through this together as a community. Um, we'll bounce back. We've always have been. We always will. Spartans always will. Michigan State always will. Um, you know, just, ha just look out for your brother and your sisters out here on campus now. And it's unfortunate that it took something like this to really, I don't know, get, grow us together as a community. But that's just how it is. Um, and that's just a sad story of it. But you're loved out there. You know, we'll make it through. Grieving looks different for everyone. Healing looks different for everyone. Just make sure you're taking care of yourself. Grades and everything can wait. All that stuff can just not be, you know, as important as just your mental health and everything. And I have two friends up here. Um, I have more than two friends up here, but I have two real good friends up here. I want to give them a big shout out. I want to give a shout out to everyone who asked me if I was doing okay that night. And everyone who's continuing to ask me if I'm doing okay all night. I appreciate you guys like there's no tomorrow. The people who I reached out to, you know, I obviously care for you. Allie and Alexis, though, probably saved my life that night, to be honest with you. I was in the building right across the street from it. Hallie called me. Alexis let me stay over. I live on the first floor in my apartment. 
Um, there are cop cars here as well. Like I said, it was just madness. Um, but I will always appreciate Hallie and Alexis for doing what they did, stepping up, making sure I was safe, and everyone else who made sure I was safe and checked in on me and made sure I was loved um, throughout this whole entire thing. So it'll yeah. be, you know, it'll be a time of recovery now, truthfully, and it'll just take a lot of time for everyone, I think. Very well put, man. Very well put. Um, I went ahead as well, oh, and in the link down below, oh, excuse me, in the description down below and in the comment section down below, I went ahead and posted the link tree for the Spartan Strong hashtag, which is a bunch of uh, fundraisers, GoFundMes, and student support stuff as well for everyone going on over there. Um, so yeah, man, check it out if you need it. By all means, we're here. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has some good stuff on there. There's uh, t-shirts. I think that all the profits go to the family. Mm. Uh, you know, so yeah, just check it out and do what you can. Everything helps those families for sure. Absolutely, man. Very glad you're you're okay. Very thankful for it, Daniel. It was a really scary time, you know. Um, just really glad you're right, dude. Really glad. Yeah, yeah. No, me as well, man. I, we were up till two a.m. I think I was up to two a.m. Yeah, I know yeah, you were up for like a while. That. You were up for a while too. Listen to our scanner up here as well. Yeah, dude. I felt like uh, I felt like Oracle and Batman, dude. Like felt the guy in the computer, like Ned. Yeah. <laughs> Neville Papperman. <laughs> That's you, bud. That's Jesus Christ. Listen, dude, I still, I still got the sense of humor, man. Thank fucking God, dude. <laughs> Speaking of a sense of humor um, and things that don't have one, though, we're here talking Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania this week, man. Great transition, already, dude. Great transition. Yeah, that was a great transition, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Um, Danila, let's go talk expectations for this film prior to us seeing it, though. Um, Danila, what were your thoughts going into this thing before you had a chance to watch it? Um, I like the Ant-Man movies, dude. I mean, it's Paul Rudd being Paul Rudd. It's good in comedy. I usually went with my sister, but, you know, I'm at Michigan State now, so she's not any slancing. Um, but I was just excited to see Kang, dude. Truthfully, loved him in Loki. Um, that's really what I want to see in this. And mm. I liked him in... Uh, Oh god, what was he fucking in, dude? Oh, he's gonna be in Creed 3. Jonathan Majors. Yeah. So I'd say this performance would lead up to that then as well, because I'm a big fan of the Creed franchise, as you know. You know, but uh I just wanna see Kang, dude. Just like how when I went in Doctor Strange, all I wanna see was Wanda tear some shit up. I wanna see Kang tear some shit up in this. That okay. Really it. And maybe get a few jokes and call it a day. Okay, dude. I um I was pumped for this to a certain degree, because I, I like the first anime movie a lot, dude. I was watching some parts of it again the other day. It's a good heist film really is. Um, Ant-Man the Wasp, I haven't seen since theaters. Um, I remember I enjoyed it, but it was a bit forgettable because of the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of just like sidelined ghosts towards the very end, and it felt very, let's set up Endgame real quick. Um, but I enjoy the first two for the most part, dude. Like, I, I do. Like, I look back on that first one, it's a fun time. Especially the, the Ant-Man and Yellow Jacket fight, where they're turning big and small repeatedly over and over again. It feels very, like, toy-esque, you know? Um... So I was pumped for this one. You know, I was looking forward to seeing more of Kang after Loki, of course. Um, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of Loki, I was hoping that this would really elevate Kang for me to giving a fuck for season two of Loki more than anything. Um, Brandon, what about you, dude? What was your your hype and your thoughts coming into this thing prior? Um, kind of the same boat as Danilo. Like I was really just kind of, you know, getting my hopes up for Kang. Uh, mostly, like, I don't have as much of an attachment to the Ant-Man franchise um, to, to, like, as comparable to, like, other MCU films, I guess. 
So, like you said, um, uh, Max, uh, Ant-Man the Wasp was, it was enjoyable, but, yeah, mostly forgettable, you know, mm. kind of mid-tier Marvel movie at best. Um, so, I mean, I wasn't really, this was, like, one of the more MCU films where, like, I almost didn't care about it, like, oh, like, at, like, at this point, uh, like, I was just, I guess this is just one of those movies where, like, I wasn't, I immediately want to go see it opening night, mm -hmm. you know, so, like, I, I got a chance to see it over the weekend, so, like, yeah, I mean, those are kind of my thoughts about it, I didn't, I didn't expect much going into this film, really, okay, especially dude. after, especially after the trailers that pretty much spoiled the movie for me, I would, I would say no, I agree. The trailers, the trailers did, dude. We'll, we'll get to that, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll get to it. I feel you on that, dude. The trailers definitely killed a lot of uh, hype for me prior to this. Like I was, I liked that first trailer quite a bit with uh, with Rocket Man playing in the background, but that second one I completely avoided. Um, Jake, what were some of your thoughts for this prior? I mean, you know, I was looking forward to it. I really like Paul Rudd, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, the I, I love the first Ant-Man's really fun, and I like that movie, but um. I don't know, like the trailer and just like the kind of the state of Marvel, like in the last like couple of years, I was like, you know, we'll see. But and then the trailer, I wasn't totally sold. I was, but of course, like I'm like, I'll go, you know. Mm. Um, and yeah, we just rewatched them like a couple of days ago, both Ant Man's, uh, Endgame, and uh, I was I was pumped going into it. Uh, you know, I I think once I get to like the theater, I'm like, I right, I can't wait to see it. But like lately, I think I felt this way with like. Thor and um, Black Panther, as well as Ant Man, where I'm just like, yeah, like I'm looking for, like I like I'll go see it, but I'm not like pumped like day one like I used to be. Um, mm. It's lost a little bit of that magic for me, but um, but yeah, uh, much like Brandon, I saw it like a couple days later. Um, wasn't really like, you know, avoiding spoilers or anything. Like I wasn't like, don't tell me anything. Like I would just like scroll online and see stuff like leaked photos or whatever from like screenings and i'm just like all right like i, I like i wasn't really like you know losing sleep over knowing what happened in the movie but um okay yeah dang dude so obviously for our listeners we are talking spoilers for the film um just a heads up since this is a live stream on our youtube channel as well right now but what what spoilers did you catch jake like i was just seeing like i saw um yeah, spoilers. I just mm. I saw like I saw like all of the Kangs at the in the mid credit scene. Saw that. Mm. I saw the I saw I saw everybody was making fun of Modok. I saw all that. I saw every <laughs> basically every shot of Modok I saw before the movie. Um, and uh, I literally like at one point I was like like when I first saw it I'm like that's not real, and then like I was like hearing more about it and it's like oh no it's like Corey Stoll like it's. The actor from the first Ant-Man as Yellow Jacket who gets like stuck in the quantum realm. I was like, oh wow, that's real, huh? And then like I saw the movie and I'm like, holy shit, it's real. And yeah, so I knew I knew that stuff. Um, I didn't really know like, you know, like certain beats. Like I wasn't like, oh, like you know, how does the movie end? Like just basic. Like I didn't like I there was there was some like tension there where I'm like, oh, is he gonna get stuck again? Mm. Like I didn't know. 
Um, but yeah, I, th- those two big things were the, that was amazing. And I, I knew the second end credit scene had something to do with Loki. I didn't know exactly like how it tied in, but I did know that like there was a Loki like setup in there. Okay, gotcha, dude, gotcha. Um, Danilo, go ahead, man. I want to hear your recap on Quantumania. This script got leaked too, didn't it? <laughs> the whole fucking script did, dude. Look <laughs> <laughs> that. What a fucking joke of a company. Not a shock. Wow. Um, anyway, though, dude, yeah, let me try and recap this the best way I can. All right, so we open up with Paul Rudd walking down the street, um, being Paul Rudd, and he's reading. then we find out he's like reading a book about himself. And uh, then he has dinner with his family. Oh, he bails his uh, uh, daughter out of jail. Um, someone totally new who, who, you know, Endgame was supposed to be this great masterpiece with being a family and then see ya. Um, girl got bumped to the side. Um, then they have, like, a family dinner or some shit, dude, and, and you know, Scott Lang's all like, yo, Ca- Cassie, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, Cassie, yo, chill, chill with the chill with the drugs and shit. And Cassie's like, nah, I love drugs. And the whole family's like, yeah, we love them too. Uh, we love the quantum realm. And so then we're all just firing up in the fucking, like, it just, I don't know, dude, like, he just got on board with it, I guess. Um, about the quantum realm. And <laughs> then the lady, the Michelle Pfeiffer, right? That's the old lady? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer's like, not the quantum realm, not the quantum realm. And you're like, whoa, whoa, where the fuck has this been for the last like two movies, lady? Because I'm pretty sure we mentioned it a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all knew what was in it because we saw the saw fucking trailers and we, you know, are in the Marvel universe. But you know, obviously they don't because they're acting in it. But uh, yeah, we jump into the quantum realm, dude. She sent a single down there. Um, uh, we go to the quantum realm. Uh, they get broken up, dude. The whole ant farm gets tossed in the quantum realm, too. Everything's just in the quantum realm now. The whole fucking garage, basically. Sorry. Um, they go through, like, an acid trip, dude, and they're flying. Th- I want to know what... what Ayo, hey, shout out to the... Yo, in the chat, what was the worst CGI? Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness when they were going through the multiverses? Or this, where they were going in the quantum realm? Let me know, chat. Let me know. Um, anyway, though, dude, they get to the quantum realm... And they're kind of just like lost. Cassie gets Cassie and Lang are together, and the other fucking families together. And then like things just start attacking them. And then Cassie and Scott go to this town with like the outcasts or whatever. And then Michelle Pfeiffer and her little ragtag team like blends in because everyone knows who Michelle Pfeiffer is down there, I guess. Um, and so they're just chilling. Um, so yeah, dude. Um, then Kane comes out of nowhere. Oh, no, Bill Murray, my bad. Bill Murray comes out of nowhere. <laughs> and he's like, yo, what up, guys? And Michelle Pfeiffer is like, yeah, we banged. And Michael Douglas is like, oh, fuck, dude. Um, then we find out Michelle Pfeiffer was actually, like, a bad guy. Because she killed a lot of, like, people, of Kang's people. And then we realize then, like, Bill Murray was working for Kang. And you're like, oh, shit, dude. How the plot thickens. It's not like I didn't see that as soon as this fucking Bill Murray just stepped on screen. Um, anyway, though, dude. They go back to Kang's lair and Kang, and we get more about backstory of Kang just randomly thrown in here, dude. So for our listeners out there, I can do it better than the Marvel Studios can. Kang was like some guy who was like some time traveler, dude. Goes into the multiverse, but then he gets banished because he's like just causing all death and destruction. So he gets banished to the quantum realm, you know, outside of time and space. And he meets Michelle Pfeiffer's character, and Michelle Pfeiffer them get along, and Michelle Pfeiffer thinks he's a good guy, so they try to rebuild his throne. Michelle Pfeiffer finds out he's not a good guy, and she destroys it with uh, some pin particles, and then King's obviously there, turns into his, you know, it's his villain origin story, he becomes the Conqueror, um, you know, then we just, you know, see how that was, like, two minutes, Marvel, 
That's all you needed, dude. Didn't you just randomly throw it in? Just <laughs> randomly. Just randomly. Um, yeah, dude. So then Kang and everyone is just chilling. Kang gets Scott and uh, Cassie, and he's somehow Darth Vader all of a sudden. Um, oh, we get Modoc, dude, the B guy, or the Wasp guy from the fucking first movies in here. Um, he's chilling in the quantum realm, dude. Everyone's just chilling in the quantum realm. Um, I, Kang's still just trying to get out, dude. Like, that's all he wants. He makes Ant-Man shrink down small and tries to fix his little fucking pin particle time machine ball thing. And so Scott, man, Scott Ant-Man does it so he can, like, save Cassie. And then they have a big battle at the fucking end, like usual. Kang goes tank mode, dude. Kang looks like he's about to kill Ant-Man, and you're like, oh, dude. Ant-Man, no. No, dude, no. And then you're like, this is how Kang gets out. No, somehow fucking wa- uh, yeah, Wasp wins with Ant-Man, and Kang- and uh, Ant-Man got the shit beat out of him, but he's he's chilling, dude. He's chilling. Um, and then Kang gets sucked up into the ball, and we have a nice little happy ending, and we get the funny joke at the end of like, oh, no, did I really destroy Kang? I don't know. I but it's Cassie's birthday or some shit. I guess time just didn't pass this entire fucking movie in the quantum realm. Um, so that's cool. And then at the end, we get a post-credit scene is uh, the uh, Council of Kangs are all just chilling, and they're like, uh, the Avengers are getting close to time travel. We gotta kill them all. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, what the hell happened to Loki, man? Did we just not, did we just not remember we wrote that? Or, you know, like, is Kang dead now? Okay. Let's just fire out more Kangs, dude. Then we get, you know, 20 minutes of credits, dude. Shout out to the people who worked on this. Um, I, I realize you guys don't have any pride in your work, so that's cool. Uh, <laughs> then we go and we get the last ending of the fucking movie. Where it's, we finally get something good, dude. We finally get probably the best part of this movie. Owen fucking Wilson comes in, dude. He says, ka-chow, get the fuck out of here, Kang. And Loki's like, this is a PG-13 show. Because they already said fuck before, so then they could say fuck now. And then uh, we see old Kang or whatever create the time machine chair thing. And then it says, Kang will return. And that was that was Quantumania, dude. That was Quantumania. Do you, do you feel like it was a mania, dude? dude. Oh, not my, my... Brandon, you're an editor, dude. And I've never noticed editing in a movie at all. I, I, I just don't pay attention to it because I just don't see it. This editing was one of the worst things... <laughs> I have possibly witnessed in my entire life. So, yeah, no, it was a mania, dude. It was a mania trying to pick out a fucking story in this <laughs> two-hour movie, man. You found yeah. a story in this? Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, it's weird. I didn't know I needed, uh, like, Ant-Man preaching at me about homelessness, which was odd. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was... Thing. Uh, I, I could. It's all right, dude. If they want to put some, you know, modern day topics in a Marvel movie, dude, I'll, go ahead. No, I get that, dude. But it's weird that Ant Man's doing it. It's not like this hero's going out there and doing anything for like other dude. civilizations. It's it's just odd to me. I thought they just did it because it was a joke, dude. <laughs> like he, like Ant Man's just a joke of a character at this point now. He was cool in the first two. Fuck, he was good in the first film, dude. He was a cool fucking character. Got a little diminished in the second one. Was cool in Endgame again. Was cool in Endgame. Got some got some honorable mentions. And then they just turn his character into a joke in this fucking movie, dude. Yeah, man. Ab- absolutely. Um, what, were your, what were your first thoughts after watching this thing, man? Oh, dude. Kang tore shit up. 
I was like, this guy was a fucking beast, dude. I'm like, you squashed that rebellion, Kang. You squashed that fucking thing, dude. When he's like, you don't know how many rebellions I've squashed before. And I'm like, ah, dude, he's about to go tank mode on these people. Then only to see five minutes later, ants drag him away, dude. He just froze fucking bullets, dude. Freeze the fucking ants. Like, isn't he God? Like, what, what the fuck's going on here right now, man? Anyway, though. Um, yeah, then I was kind of pissed at the whole fucking film because he died, I guess, at the end. Um, and then I, I was just scratching my head wondering, oh, what the fuck are we doing with Kang, dude, at this point? Like, uh, if you read the comics, you know, type it in the chat, dude. Let me fucking know. But the way the Watcher would not... The Watcher, dude. The one who sees all or whatever and Loki described, you know, mm -hmm. what would happen after he dies. And then we get this guy and it seems to be going good and then he just gets sucked away. And then we get the Council of Kangs. It's like, who, who, who's going to be the bad guy, dude? Because I don't want to see the Avengers take on 20 fucking Kangs, dude. I'm pretty sure like, that's what I'm going to go with, honestly, dude. I think I think it is, dude, because I think, yeah, I, I think it is, man. Just someone, ask, ask someone else, dude. I, this movie hurts my head. <laughs> Jake, what were your first thoughts? Uh, like, as I was watching it, I'm like, this has definitely got, like, big rise of Skywalker energy. Like, I was like... Oh, hot take. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean, it's got the same kind of, like, disjointed shit in it, where it's just all over the place. Um, But, yeah, I don't know, Michael Douglas seems like he's, like, in a different movie, and he, like, has no fucking clue what's going on the whole time. It's so funny. Like, if you just look at him for a mm. lot of this, it, he looks like he's out of his mind. Um... Paul Red's still enjoyable. Like I, I thought, I, I had fun with like the whole scene where he's like, where they're like all climbing on top of each other, and then the one Baskin Robbins guy is there. That was that was fun. Um, mm. yeah. But other than that, I mean, you know, it's it's definitely like one of the more forgettable Marvel movies. I liked it more than Love and Thunder, I think, um, which is odd to me because like Love and Thunder like had was more of a parody when you'd expect the Ant Man movie to be the parody. And then that didn't, that, it was like a flip. Like, it was like Ant-Man, like, juggled the tone better than Thor did, in my opinion. But, anyway. Mm -hmm. I, I thought, like, yeah, like, the story was just kind of all over the place. Um, they didn't know what they wanted to do with Kang. Like, it was, it, it was very clear to me that, like, they wanted to go with a different ending or something. And then they ended up with this, like, reshot, like, weird disjointed thing where like they kill him but they kind of don't and you don't know like it feels like they reshot the ending of this movie i don't know why oh, like, I just have a weird... dude. Yeah. it just there's like a very clear cutoff point where it's like oh the portal opens up and then wasp comes in and it's like something 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 else happened originally like i don't know if he died or what but i think it was a darker ending um and they decided to go with the more digestible um you know studio like crowd pleaser ending um but i i don't know i mean it was fine i i didn't like all the stupid side characters like it was very like unnecessary and that's the stuff that felt like rise of skywalker to me where it's like they literally at the end even have like everybody show up to fight and i'm like this is literally like all of the ships in star wars coming in mm -hmm. to like you know lando like you got us kid or whatever he says um it i don't know it was it was the same kind of energy, and I was just like, I didn't like that movie, and I don't, I'm not loving this. But I mean, it was fine. I don't know. He even says the same line, I think, dude. Because doesn't like Poe or Finn go like, 
they they heard the message. Yeah. And then Scott Lang says, they heard the message. Oh, yeah, they, dude, you are they, right. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? That's <laughs> weird, dude. I totally... You're, oh, fuck. That's awful. <laughs> Buddy, what were your initial reactions coming out of the theater? So, I saw this in Ohio. That was mistake number one. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Yeah, I had places um, in Ohio. I know, dude. I God. Know. <laughs> but I had Mason, our graphic designer, with me, and I had uh, the girl I brought to go see Skinnamarink with me to go see this. So, that was... Not a good follow-up film, to say the least. I'm and surprised you guys are still together after those two. <laughs> you should know these two fucking films back-to-back as you're going out films, dude. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, about three quarters of the way through this movie, dude, as soon as, I think right before Modoc showed up, or right shortly after the reveal, she leans over to me and she's like, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> um... <laughs> Credits rolled, man, and I, I just got more and more pissed as like the movie went on and kept going on and on. Um, the final... I, I don't know what that third act is. I genuinely don't. Because like you said, it does feel like Rise of Skywalker even more so. But like I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, why are we rehashing Endgame immediately after for this character's next appearance? Like, why are we having it not just, you know, big grand scream, kind of like the whole bullshit Eternals thing we were talking about earlier, how like every threat's end of the world, end of the universe kind of thing, and where it's not believable from one character. But I didn't understand the need for a grand, like, battle. I don't need to see all of King's massive army yet. I, I don't I don't understand any of that, honestly, dude. Um, I was just disappointed, I think, more than anything. Because this, the, the first Ant-Man is fun. It's a great heist movie. It's, it has pace different. We don't have to take Scott as serious as some other Avenger characters. Um, it's a weird mentorship because we're seeing Hank, who is the original Ant-Man, carry on for Scott, or, you know, Scott take up the mantle for Hank, which is interesting because we don't get that legacy mantle ever in the MCU. It's always someone else, you know, established for a movie or so, and then passing it on. I like that relationship. We see, we don't get to know all about Hank, and I really wanted to see more of that in this because Janet does get a spotlight in this movie, and I think the spotlight for Janet is much needed, finally, and deserved. Because we hear about her throughout the first film, we get that one or two flashback scenes. You know, the whole second movie is the ending, is getting Janet out of the quantum realm, finally. And it's cool to see her have this spotlight. This has to be the worst fucking performance from Michelle Pfeiffer I've ever seen, dude. I was getting pissed every time she opened her mouth with these lines. I don't know who fucking wrote the dialogue in this movie, but it fucking shows that it's awful, dude. You can tell that Paul Rudd had no input in his own dialogue. I get he plays himself kind of like Ryan Reynolds does throughout all of his films, but he's funny. Like, he's reliably, at least, I can get a chuckle out of him. The only fucking laugh my theater had out of this movie, dude, universally, was the second post credit scene, because I screamed out saying, hey, that's someone Wilson. Like, I genuinely don't understand what the fuck went wrong with this script. Really don't. Um, Ma- Max. Hey, Max. Go ahead. You want to know who wrote the script? Who wrote the script, buddy? The same guy who's writing the Kane Dynasty Avengers movie. Yeah, dude, I'm not seeing... Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out, dude. (laughs) So get ready for the next couple years. Yeah. The next big Avengers movie. Yeah, dude. Get get ready to go to my funeral soon. (laughs) What you should be getting ready for at this fucking rate. (laughs) Jesus fuck. Brandon, what were some of your thoughts on this initially, man? So... I'll start with a couple pros because there are 
there were a couple positive things I at least took out of this. Um, Jonathan Majors, I think, was perfectly cast as Kane the Conqueror. I think, um, I think, he gives that thespian, you know, you know, grandiose actor that's needed for a villain like this. You know, a little over the top. You know, uh, performance wise, I think he he nailed it in that aspect. Um, I do also like that they at least tried to build up Kane as this like big threat throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, like how every, even like the little side characters even tried building up Kane as this like, you know, unstoppable being, you know, um, all that. So I appreciate that to an extent, but like Danilo said, he gets bitched out by some ants toward the third act. So like, what the fuck is the even point of building him up if he's just going to get, you know, punked out like that? Um, uh, that's about all I had pro wise, <laughs> positive wise. I mean, like you said, uh, Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd, so he's he's gonna be enjoyable. He's gonna be a likable guy, likable actor. Um, the negatives, um, I'll start with this. Um, so there are a lot of pointless characters in this movie. Mm. Uh, I mean. First of all, Bill Bill Murray, who I'm sure he got a nice paycheck for his acting in that movie. Oh, I'm he, sure, dude. Oh, he loved being in that movie. You could tell by his performance. Mm. Uh, also, a couple of the um, Freedom Fighter side characters were just there just to be a part of the big climax ending. Um, it also seemed like the it also seemed like the main characters are just moving around in the story there was like no like deep like connections between like all the characters all except janet who like you said was like in the quantum realm for so long so like you would expect to have or you would at least expect some sort of prominent role from janet's character Mm -hmm. having known kane and all this type of stuff um but other than that i mean like scott and cassie were just you know moving around the quantum realm got captured you know like there was nothing there to like get you hooked you know like there was no like I, and i mean they tried not like you know like uh you know scott wasn't there for you know cassie all this time so he wants to reconnect with her but there wasn't really anything more than that i guess and then hope hope is there hope is just there like i <laughs> I've never, I've, I've never found Hope as an interesting character. Okay. Uh, she, she, she just always seems to be in the background of stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess from, from whatever I watched from her. Um, and then yeah, Michael Douglas is Michael Douglas, so he's gonna he's gonna stand out a little bit more than other characters are. Mm-hmm. Um. The girl who played Cassie sure did have a performance. It, it was a performance, if you want to call it that. It was dude. a performance. <laughs> Damn, dude, we are just flaming this fucking film right now, dude. And, yeah, I mean, the thing is, that the movie was just fine. It, it's, it's just mid-MCU flutter, you know, like just filler type stuff. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the more I'm thinking about it, like, there's just so many more negatives than I thought it would be. And, like I said, the movie was just 
fine. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just meh. Uh, what else did I have? Um, yeah, I thought it was also weird that Kane just kind of got, I don't know if he died or just got trapped like, you know, Jafar style in Aladdin, like in the lamp or whatever. Mm-hmm. So whatever they did with Kane, I did not enjoy because, like I talked about earlier, like you build up, you you built up Kane as this impossible, like Thanos-like character, and he's supposed to be the Thanos guy for the multiverse saga, and he gets punked out. He loses like that. I don't know. It's just this is the way. The way I would have done it, at least for me, is that couple options. Either one, you have Kane win. Like Thanos, you have him escape the quantum realm, and he starts wrecking havoc. Or at least tease you at least tease him wrecking some havoc now. Mm-hmm. Two, someone dies. That way you at least, you know, can build up Kane a little bit more as this type of threat. Uh when he like, you know, you know, collects names and all that type of stuff. Or three, you have someone like Ant Man or Wasp or someone like that stay in the quantum realm. To at least give it some sort of oomph, you know? I was kind of worried um, they were going to, like, punk out and do that, though, dude. When they, Whenever we get that, like, clear cut you said earlier, Jake, where, like, a wasp comes through the portal. I understand if Ant-Man would have been left down in the quantum realm, you know, I would have stakes. I think they should have just killed him off at that point instead. Not because, yeah. like, I don't think Ant-Man, like, Scott has potential to do other things or anything like that. It would have been stupid to have two movies have the exact same fucking ending. Or he gets stuck yet again in the quantum realm. Especially because I think you said it as well earlier, uh, Jake, if I'm not mistaken. But time doesn't fucking pass, apparently, all of a sudden in the quantum realm. Like in the last two fucking movies we use it. I have no clue what that's about either. No fucking clue. But keep going on, Brandon. I'm, I'm listening to you, man. I'm agreeing with you. I'm almost done. Um, But yeah, and they had that mid credit scene where it's now all the variants of Kane coming to stop him. Where it's like... I mean, I guess that's fine, but, like, it would have been better if Kane was the one to, like, you know, you know, taunt or, like, threaten that and tease the potential of there being more variants of Kane. Mm-hmm. At least by his side of, or something. I don't know. This The more I gripe about it, the more I'm going to... My, my rating's going to go down. <laughs> like I said, this was just okay. It was mm-hmm. okay. And I, I feel like that's just whole franchise for me. Like, first Ant-Man Come movie. On, man, out. that's such cat, bro. That's not what you were saying about those other Marvel Sorry. movies back in the day, man. You were you were really sucking those bad boys <laughs> off, man. You really I mean, were, dude. Ant-Man yeah, Come on now. Come on. Own up to it, man. Own up to it. If you really like Marvel back then, it's okay, man. Just I liked just a lot of shit. I'm, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good Marvel <laughs> movies in there. But I'm talking about as far as Ant-Man as a franchise – they're just okay. That first one's good, dude. Gonna, that first one's good. That first, one, that first one's hype, though. It's yeah. It's I mean, it's definitely the best one out of like the three. But I mean, like, yeah, that's not but, saying much. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even call it the worst MCU movie, but nah, I, mean, I wouldn't call this the worst, dude. I wouldn't no, call this the or, worst. Or no. Dark World still exists. Let's not forget that, guys. Captain Marvel still exists, by the way, Danilo. Don't forget about that. Oh, I never do. I went to go see that movie like three times. I went to go see it too, and boy, oh boy, did I have a time there. I think Thor is my most hated uh, MCU movie, dude. I hate that first one. The first one? 
Yeah, I despise it. I really do. Oh, nice, dude. You know which one I hate? Hmm. All of them. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Um, let, let's talk some some pros about this as well, I guess. Danilo, do you have any any other pros you'd like to go ahead and list off? Things you did no, like dude, this I ain't movie? talking pros about this movie, bro, because this movie does not deserve any pros. This movie makes no fucking sense, dude. It just makes no sense. From the point of this movie starting, it doesn't make any fucking sense. First of all, dude, where the fuck has this girl been? Like, his daughter. I know we didn't see that any of that. But how'd she get a suit? How'd all this oh, stuff that. fucking happen? Like, what's going on with this whole entire family dynamic? You know, like, she's saying Scott doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. What last movie I saw him, dude, he, he he just saved the fucking world, you know? He just saved the world, so, and he was stuck in the quantum world for how long? Yeah, dude, so I don't know, like, what this whole family is just getting their kicks out of by just, you know, knocking him down. But okay, then we go into the quantum realm, dude, and it makes just no fucking sense. We got Michelle Pfeiffer here, who's a freedom fighter. If you're a freedom fighter, dude, to my experience, not from my experience, dude, from, like, other properties I have watched, which had decent storytelling, you have connections there. Mm-hmm. You have people who you can reach out to. You're telling me your first connection you reach out to just betrayed you like that? I get Kang the Conqueror is Kang the Conqueror, and he's going to basically just obliterate you until you until you side with him. You know, we learn, we learn about this all the time. You know, you're, you're not going to progress as a society until you wipe away the old, is how most of those people think. You know, that's kind of what they said in this movie. So, okay. Why, why, are they, like, why aren't these people, like, I don't want to be out of pocket here, dude, but, like, Kang's basically just like King Tut at this point, dude. Like, no pun intended. Like, like mm. he can make these people work and try and help them get out, but he doesn't. He just lets them live in it. The people live. So that doesn't make any sense, dude. We get this little town which doesn't make any sense. We get MODOK, which makes no fucking sense. I, I remember seeing a character handled so badly than MODOK. You're telling me... You, I imagine, dude, that shot with his ass out probably cost him a grand. <laughs> I imagine that cost him a grand. You're telling me you thought that was quintessential... <laughs> to the plot of this. Yeah. Oh, by the way, dude, the plot is just chopping every fucking scene. You're going left and right, left and right, left and right. You build Kang up for this entire first act. Oh, he who will not be named. The Conqueror. You know, I'm like, okay, that's dope, dude. I like where we're going with how we're handling him. So my question was, at the end of the first act, or mid-first act, I was thinking to myself, okay, are we just not going to see Kang until, like, the last act? Well, real quick, dude. Are you saying this about Ant-Man, right? Not just the MCU as a whole right now? Yeah, yeah. Just Ant-Man as a whole. See, that was one of the dumbest shits, dude, I think, in my opinion, of this fucking movie. Is the whole just calling him him the entire fucking time. I wish we had more he who would not be named. More of the Conqueror or just Kang. I hated that yeah, yeah. shit. Well, that's what I thought we were going to get more of that than through Act 2. And then mm-hmm. Act 3, we finally get him with then him battling Ant-Man. Whooping Ant-Man's ass. So let me keep going on with that, dude. So clearly, mm-hmm. then they just were like, he, he, I'm Kang. And you're like, okay, what the fuck, dude? Sick. Built up all this hype and you show me the villain. Dope-ass villain, dude. Has some great fucking powers. That's all cool and dandy. Okay, like whoever said that, dude, Michael Douglas. Listen, we said Jake was on coke. Michael Douglas was taking fucking shrooms for this movie, dude. He was having the time <laughs> of his fucking life. He didn't know what fucking movie he was in, basically. Any scene he was in, dude, he was just like, I work with ants, man. I work with ants. I like ants. I like ants. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about, Michael Dutton? I sat through this film, dude. When he said that for like the fifth time in this fucking film, I was like, this guy was in two Wall Street movies, which in my opinion were pretty damn good. And now he's talking about fucking ants. (laughs) 
<laughs> what the fuck happened, Michael Douglas? Yeah. You survived throat cancer to come back to this goddamn franchise. <laughs> so anyway, though, dude, we keep going on. We keep going on with the movie. And we see Kang, dude, and he's a badass. And I'm like, yes, dude, he's a badass. I love it. You know, have I killed you before? I love it. You know, are you Thor? You know, he had a little humor to it. Loved it. We get Cassie, who's just... I don't know what the fuck's happening with her character, dude. You may have just, like, never introduced me to a new character at that point. We get Blob Guy who wanted fucking holes. The fuck, dude? What? Who is writing this thing? Who is writing this thing? We keep going on, dude. Okay, so that's my problem with all that shit. Unlike someone else said, none of those characters matter. We're never mm. probably going to see them ever fucking again, dude. Then we get to the third act. And I agree with Jake, dude. This movie had a darker ending. Because I don't know what the fuck this ending was. Let's look at Loki, man. Loki was written before this. Kang, or whoever, the guy the guy who sees all or whatever, was talking about Kang. Saying the one who comes next. I'm keeping everyone in order. But there's one person, there's one person who comes next after me. If you, you know, just kill me, who's going to come and tear up this fucking world? Which I imagine is the Kang that we just saw. Mm-hmm. No, unless unless we see a different one. Unless there's one more who we haven't seen. But why the fuck would we name him Kang in this movie? That, that You know, like, it's not like I'm, we're going to call him Kang 2.0 and fucking Kang Dynasty. You know, <laughs> what the fuck? So anyway, though, dude. The, so Loki makes no fucking sense then, the ending. Mm. This makes no fucking sense, the ending. Ant-Man's getting his ass handed to him and Wasps comes in and she's like, I'm here to save the day, motherfucker. Just what the fuck's happening with this movie, dude? What the fuck's happening with this movie? And then the there's no time that passes at the end. Wouldn't there be a poster that said Avenger gone missing, Ant Man? No, like it wasn't even like a little like a uh, lower tier graphic or anything. Like how much times passed or whatever. I, I've just never I've I've never hated it. I I I don't know what the fuck I watched, dude. And then we get the Council of Kings, dude, and we have fucking Jonathan Majors screaming like a chimp. We are screaming, dude. During, like, the fucking ending. I'm like, what the fuck's happening, dude? What the fuck is this movie right now? Mm-hmm. And Where's, like, this look. whole, like, coliseum, like, type of, like, with all the different canes? I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, what is this? I don't mind that, dude. I don't mind if we're getting the Council of Kings. That's That wasn't my problem. I don't, problem I don't was, mind that either. What the fuck's yeah. happening with the ending of this movie? Why did I just see three endings to this movie? I saw three endings to this movie, dude. I saw Kang winning. Ant-Man coming in and then storming with his fucking ants. Kang winning again. The ants kill Kang. Ant, uh, Kang winning again. And then the Wasp saves the day. The Wasp was not in this fucking movie for two hours, and she got two minutes of screen time. And she saved the fucking day somehow. And then Kang just shrinks into a fucking ball. Yeah, dude. I, I don't know what the fuck happened with the Wasp in this one. I really don't. I don't know why it's called Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think it's one of my issues of these Marvel pieces at this point, too, dude. Like, we're so... This is, what, the 31st film in the franchise? The 31st entry after all the shows or shit, dude? Right, dude. Yeah, Like, we're deep in this fucking shit now, dude. It's ridiculous. And it's like, you'd figure we're all... We're not not fucking stupid as viewers, man. Give me ensemble projects. We are at that point. There are too many characters to balance out for some of these stories. Quit having small scope, you know, threats like that happen like Eternals and give those to massive characters and groups and then taking these universe ending threats and giving them to one fucking character. I don't get that disconnect or why it's flopped almost. If this movie was just called Quantumania 
and we had just Ant-Man and, you know, maybe Wasp in the sideline back on Earth or some shit, I think this would have flowed better, honestly, dude. I really do. But this relies and puts itself as a solo movie for some reason, and I don't get that. I really don't. I think it's going to be, like, I think it's going to be detrimental for the rest of the franchise, honestly. I could see it coming to a point like that. Jake, know, start man. ripping this movie a new one, dude. Start ripping this movie a new one, dude. You start in the beginning, coming off strong. I want to hear it now, man. Even if we're, you're, even if you're hitting the same beats, dude, go in, man. I gotta drop a very hot take, though. Go for it. I gotta drop a very hot take for one of my go pros in this movie. Pro, okay. Hmm. Fucking love Modok. You get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I didn't mind Modok either. I didn't. Nah. I didn't mind him either. I gotta chop this bomb and then I gotta exit the stream. But I love Modok. I, I was, when I first saw him, I was like, wow, like, cause like I said, saw the leaked, leaked mm. photo, and then I was like, damn, that looks like shit. And then watch the movie and I'm like, damn, that looks like shit. And then starts talking, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not buying it yet. I'm not, I'm not into it. And then it just kept going, and I was like, all right. Like, he started making me laugh, and I was like, all right, I like, I like Modoc. And then, like, even, like, at the end, when he's dying, I'm like, like, I'm, I'm going to miss him. Like, I, I liked him a lot. Like, he, he was definitely, like, a, it was, it, believe me, it, I can't believe it was in the movie. But I liked him. <laughs> I liked him. But, yeah, no, I mean, it felt like one thing that, like, I haven't even heard in, like, a lot of, like, reviews and stuff for this movie it feels more like a one-off. Like, it's like, where were all of, like, the supporting characters from the other two movies? Like, Michael Pena's not here. Like, mm. his little group of, group of, his little group of, like, uh, criminals, they're not here. Um, where are, like, the step-parents or uh, Cassie's mom and stepdad? Where were they? Like, the, it was, it was the end of this, like, trilogy, and I don't know if they're gonna do a fourth one, we'll see, but... It like it, it doesn't have any of that wrap up. Like we don't get to see a lot of these characters, and I know like they're not like fan favorites or anything, but like people liked Michael Pena. Like people like oh, he yeah. was a staple in these three movies. Or these Remember two movies. for fucking Endgame, he did like a massive recap of all the movies. Remember that? Yeah, he, he was like he was a big deal. Like people liked people liked that little gimmick, and it would have been really fun to see him like even if even if he's like just retelling like the story at the very mm. end or something like it would have been it would have been fun because he's like are you sure you're not making this shit up like this sounds weird like something like that that would have been really funny um but they didn't go that way so i don't i don't know what i don't know why that happened but um yeah i don't know i mean it it, it was a weird movie i get, i'm surprised some of the stuff got made but uh <laughs> i mean they made their money you know they made their money but we'll see we'll see how that works out because Maybe next weekend it'll just fall off a cliff. I don't know. But it was okay. You know, it, it wasn't anything to write home about. But mm. I think they definitely, like, if they end up doing another one, I think they really need to, like, take a step back and, and think, like, all right, what went wrong? Like, this was, like, definitely, like, like, I don't know why they let this director, like, have this big of a project. Like, I feel like, and he keeps saying that in all the interviews where he's, like, yeah, like, I wanted an Avengers-level movie. Like, I didn't want, like, the palate cleanser, like, the little, like, side mission movie anymore. Like, I wanted the big Avengers main movie. And it's like, okay, well, you got it, and you kind of... It didn't work out, really. You know, it's like... Mm. I don't know. Like I, like, I like Kang. I'm excited to see where they go with him, if they go anywhere with him. But I'm starting to not see, like, connection. And that's what was so cool about, like, the earlier Marvel movies, where it was, like, everything... Every like end credit scene, every 
like little Easter egg led to like Thanos and the stones. Like that was all, that was all the point of those movies. There is no like point, like over, like even when we theorize with like, oh, the No Way Home trailer, it's like, oh, like this is happening because of Loki, right? And it's like, no, it's because Doctor Strange fucked up a spell. And it's like, what the fuck? And then Doctor Strange happens and it's like, oh, this is happening because he fucked up Spider-Man's spell. And it's like, nah, it's something else. And it's mm-hmm. like, why is there no, like, through line anymore? Like, I don't understand. I need to start seeing a through line soon. And I thought this movie was going to give me that and connect it more with Loki. And it does at the end a little bit. But it's like, it's not like an overhanging thing anymore. Like, it doesn't hang. And they, even in this movie, they, they can, if, if this movie, and the movie is poorly received, if people were to be, and people like Jonathan Majors, but if people didn't like him, they're like, oh, well, there's another version of him that we're going to use for the next Avengers, so it's fine. Like, they they now have, like, an infinite supply of, like, oh, you didn't like this one? Okay, we'll get this one. You didn't like this one? Okay, well, then we'll give you this one. Mm-hmm. So they're just going to keep doing that until, like, they find a villain that sticks. And I guess it's a fun way to have Jonathan Majors in, like, everything, because now he can just, like, unlimited show up in any project, and it doesn't have to be the same character. And they can do, like, a fun, silly story where fucking Ant-Man can kill him. And then they can do another movie where Loki and Owen Wilson are going to look for him. And then they can do a movie where, you know, he runs into Doctor Strange or some shit. You know, they, they can do whatever they want with, mm. with that actor. So, I mean, he's getting his money, so good for him. But, you know, I, I would love to see, like, a through line start to appear in some of these. But... Other than that, I don't know. It's it's like it's an, it's becoming like Michael Bay. Like turn your brain off, you know. Absolutely, dude. Like, you got a good point. Like this is three multiverse movies in where the whole plot is heavily relying on not just the weird coincidence from multiverse kind of bullshit, and nothing connects. Nothing. So I get that, man. God, it's fucking rough. Jesus, you said you got to get ready to head out, Jake. I believe. Yeah, man. I feel you, dude. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Where can our listeners find you if they don't follow you already, bro? Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Mayhem Pictures, and uh, Instagram, Jakey Lemon. Thank mm. you guys so much for having me on the stream. Um, appreciated talking the movie with you guys, and uh, I hope you guys, I hope you guys find some more positives. But uh, <laughs> you know, it was a rough one. Yeah, we'll let you know. <laughs> All Thanks right, for guys, coming in, Jake. Night. Yeah, Thanks for coming on, Jake. See you, man. Of course. Please. Let's go ahead and keep G, talking, dude. dude. Yeah, he absolute fucking G. What a great yeah. guy. Yeah. Check out Man Pictures. Has some good shit. Yeah, check out their last film, On the Job, dude. I love that thing they did. Love that piece. I love comedy, dude. Yeah, yeah. Truly. Uh, yeah. I don't know how you're going to beat this Jonathan Majors, though. You know how he's saying, like, you know, I probably should have said that when he was still here so he could talk about it. <laughs> but I don't know how you're going to beat this Jonathan Majors. I like the one who saw everything in Loki. I thought that was a good, like, okay, he's creepy, he's powerful, but he controls it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going, he doesn't think he's God. He acts like it, and he tries his best to hold everyone in line, kind of. But he's civil with it. This one does the opposite. You know, this mm-hmm. one's a conqueror. Like, I, I don't know what other version of a villain you can have now that can then beat this version that we saw. Because I think this version was a great version that we saw. I think he handled his dialogue good. I think he had the mannerisms good. He was calm. He had power. And he used it. And he got angry and all that shit. You know? Mm-hmm. So, like, if we get another king and let's say, what's the next fucking movie coming out? That's Marvel, dude. I don't fucking know. Guardians. 
you know, we see, let's say we see a King and Guardians, dude, which I don't think we will. Like, what the hell would that even look like at this point? No fucking clue, dude. I, why do you guys keep saying that King dies? What, is that what your interpretation of it? Like, or you just have no clue? I just have no clue. Like, no I don't clue. know. Yeah, I, I have no clue what the hell's happening. Like, they wouldn't have shown that if they didn't want me to think he's going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because then my question next is, okay, he didn't die. How the fuck he come out of it then? I just took it as in, like, that, the the, the time ball thing kind of just, like, resized him in a sense and threw him into a different time zone. When we get that post credit scene, I took it as that's the same king. Just time has gone by, he's in disguise, he knows he's on the run, but he has to go ahead. Almost like a Back to the Future 3 style, dude. Where he has this equipment, he has this ship to get away. Okay, I like that interpretation. Because mm. I thought the king that we saw was the one who sees everything. At the very end. At the very end of uh, uh, this movie, and at the very mm. end of Loki, I thought those two kings were the same. Oh, I see oh. what you're saying, dude. I thought, yeah. no, this was the same king just stuck back in the past in the real, like, universe, in a sense. Or our, our regular 616, yeah, not yeah. the fucking quantum realm. I thought he just stuck there and is basically back at square one, but now he has resources and people and he needs to go ahead and fix his ship still. Now, see, I like that interpretation mm. because when you line up his dialogue... With what he said in that little speech at the end, with dialogue he said to Michelle Pfeiffer's character in the beginning of the film, mm. it makes sense then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, man. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he's not dead then. Speaking no, of Loki, though, there was one scene towards the beginning of it when we're getting the whole, like, Paul Rudd reading the book act. Is Loki edited into this? Because there's a character with long black hair, like, walking in the streets of San Francisco before he goes to the Baskin Robbins. And Sorry, the, I saw that, dude. Yeah, the dude, like, looks straight at the camera, looks like, right, dude? Is that Tom Hiddleston? Was I tripping? I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, dude, I thought they were plotting... I, I expected the ending credit for Loki because of that. I thought they were just kind of CGI-ing Tom Hiddleston in here to kind of fade in. We'll see, like... I was thinking maybe we get Loki cameos instead of Stan Lee from now on, almost. That'd be cool. Like, not necessarily a Loki in every movie, but just in the ones where we see Kang. So he is yeah, watching yeah. and falling. Kind of like a one step behind him almost. Yeah, That's what I took yeah. that as. Um, what are some more gripes you have with this, Danilo? I don't know, man. Like I said, like now that with that interpretation that you gave me, I can deal with the ending. Mm. But it's the, it's the end. It's everything about that third act that just blows my fucking mind. Dude. Like, I don't know what, like I said, it's three different endings. Mm. I don't care that there's shit dialogue in this fucking film. You know, there's shit dialogue in every Marvel film. I don't care if they try to be funny. They do that in every Marvel movie. I know their formula at this point. The formula has now gotten old, where everything's predictable. I know what I'm watching. There's no big surprises. Literally, unless a bad guy wins, or they just say the F word. Yeah. You know, like those are my those will be my big surprises in, in this little franchise now, going forward. But the thing that, like, it's just, the ending is what makes me the most upset about this film. If that Kang did die, I'm going to be pissed. If just the way it ends and it's four different fucking endings, I'm pissed at that as well. You know, like, it, it yeah, it's just a bad movie, dude. It's just a fucking bad movie. and the Because it's a shame. Because like I said, he was a cool guy in the first movie, man. It was mm-hmm. a heist film. I like a good heist film, man. 
that's what the first one was. And that kind of what, what the second one was. Lean more towards family a bit. You know? Which, I, okay, but it still had the heist elements to it, basically. Mm-hmm. There's none of that in here. There's no themes. There's no thematics. There's no motifs. And if there is, dude, the only one it is, is family. And how he let his daughter down, and that's it. Which we get. But we got we already got that in Ant-Man. In, um, not Ant-Man, Endgame. That's true, too. That is true. And that's why we see the end shot with him with his daughter and family. Mm-hmm. Because he knew he let him down. And it's so even if, weirder, too, after that, too, that the fact that she's recast. There's that total disconnect from that theme, then, too. Uh, yeah, exactly, that, that weird. dude. It's weird, man. It's fucking weird. Keep going on, Danielle, as you were saying, man. No, but that's really it, dude. That's really it. I, I don't know. Like, I think we will get a fourth Ant-Man. Like, it won't surprise me if we do. Or he's in a diff- another movie and doesn't die. I mean, this movie opened up higher opening weekend than the other two Ant-Mans. So it, it's like, you, you can't, you know, money doesn't lie. That is true, dude. That is true. Especially Disney, man. Yeah. I mean, Disney has every IP now in the book almost. So even if even if this movie didn't make money and they wanted to kill Ant-Man and Ant-Man 4, they can do that. Mm-hmm. So... It's odd, man. I think you you brought it up earlier, Danilo. I cannot fucking stand the support team behind Ant-Man in this movie. The dude with the fucking holes, I can't stand. The the yeah, mind like, reader, I think, is a waste of talent for that actor. Seeing that oh guy. Uh, the, I don't even know the woman's name. The, the warrior, the leader of the rebels. That fucking oh, character. Oh, the rip-off, rip-off lady from Thor? Yeah, Valkyrie? Yeah. No, not Valkyrie. The other one. And, like, the original Thor. Oh, like, Sif, I think is her name? Yeah. Yeah. Who kept yeah. on slapping up. Yeah. That's really what you remind me of. Just a rip-off version of that. Yeah, dude. Exactly. And that, that's what my thing is. This feels like a rip-off of Thor Ragnarok with the Revengers bullshit. How Thor had his little party team to go, like, save yep. Asgard and, like, destroy it for Ragnarok. Yeah. This feels exactly like that, dude. I don't know why every solo character has to have a team of mini superheroes or just random fighters with them, dude. It's weird, because like, like you said, we'll never see these characters again. We'll only see them in weird supporting roles if they come back in other solo projects. And I think that was a weird issue early on in the MCU as well, dude. From as early as like Age of Ultron, where they have these awkward scenes mentioning like Peggy Carter and Jane Foster and things, and like the, the other dude from Thor, the fucking dad, the scientist. All that stuff is just weird to me. I don't get it, man. We're so deep into this franchise, and we're still making the same mistakes. Yeah, because when you look, when you name all those characters, they do come back. Only in they solo ones, back. though. Yeah. What? Only in like what? solo things, though, and like it's almost never like yeah, like yeah. fleshed out. No fucking clue, dude. Brandon, what are some more gripes you have with this piece? I don't. Know. I mean, what else is there to be said, really? Like, we talked about the third act. I still don't like it. Like then. I like it less than Danilo, like, to an extent, because, like, it just doesn't make sense to me at any point, whether, like, he's alive or not. I just feel like, like, like Danilo talked about earlier, like, this was definitely a darker scene, but then they felt the need to just change it up for some reason, Mm -hmm. because they want to send the crowd home happy or something like that. But we saw with Affinity War that you could pull something off like that. You could pull off, like, a villain winning at the end. So I don't... Especially with a Thanos-like fucking villain they're supposed to be building this whole saga around. I just don't fucking get it. Like, 
the whole the whole cane and the whole time time thing whatever it is whether he whether that version of Kane comes back or not mm. it's just going to be that question of well how did he get out what what were the steps to get from here to there like that third act just completely wastes the potential of future movies in my opinion cuz cuz i mean i just imagine that these council Kane are now just going to be the villains of the saga now. Despite, you know, Kane the Conqueror being reported as the villain. So, I don't know, man. Like, my... The one gripe I have is not not on Ant-Man, but it's just the MCU now as a whole. Mm-hmm. Is that... And I don't know if this was just a pandemic thing and they just want to, like, just start shipping out these movies as quick as possible or it was just a shift in direction that they wanted to go in. Mm-hmm. But ever since Endgame, dude, like, these movies are just feeling so rushed and, like, just unpolished and, like, they just need to spend more time in the fucking oven. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like they're not, like, on... I feel like they're on, like, a first draft and then maybe a second draft and they're like, okay, that that's our movie. Where they're, like... And that's... And that's like with the Disney Plus shows too, because you got the six, pl- the you had those six episode structures where it didn't have enough time to develop mm-hmm. all these characters in six episodes too, and so this whole phase is just feeling so inconsistent with what we're actually supposed to be. What's the like line where everything just makes sense, where like it's all connected. And I feel like you guys are right, where it's just, like, all these solo movies where they're talking about the multiverse, but they're not interlining with each other. Like in like the, in the Infinity Saga. Mm. It's like, what's the, what's the point of even doing the saga if you're not even going to follow through on it? That's on a good a, point, on dude. On a consistent exactly. basis. That's like, a good that point, That just man. pisses me off even more. I agree on that totally, man. Because you're right. No, they're not leaning into it enough, it feels like. We're, we're having, like, the word multiverse thrown in our face a thousand times. Yeah. Instead of exploring the themes of it. Explo- yes, exactly. You know like, how this movie should have ended, dude? And what I thought was how it was going to be ending to save this fucking film hmm. was when Ant-Man was walking down the fucking sidewalk at the very end and he walked into the coffee shop and the coffee guy was going to say, you were just in here a minute ago. Where Ant-Man gets sucked back into a different timeline than before. And then we realize that that the OG timeline that he was originally in was destroyed by Kang. And then that would solve if, like, you know. Now, see, that would be be interesting. That would have been. But instead, we got the same joke from the first 20 minutes of the fucking film. That would have even we would even compliment the end of Loki even more in my opinion because that does that's the how Loki ends remember? Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, and then it, it's like okay, Kang destroyed that timeline then. Like that timeline's toast. And then if even if that was like a Tom Hiddleston cameo at the start of the movie, if it was you know the long haired dude, it would have yeah. made more sense then. They're in the same universe now, hypothetically. Buddy, mm-hmm. put us in the writing room, and we'll be better. I don't even need to read a fucking comic book to make this movie better, man. <laughs> I would have also just liked it if they they kept the ending, but we just see, 
like a cane somewhere, you know? Like in the background, or like if he's just talking to the guy at Baskin Robbins, and it just happens to be Kane behind the counter or something like that. Oh, that would that actually would have been pretty funny to Kane wearing a Baskin Robbins outfit. That would have actually been pretty cool, but it was also, but it also like, you know, give that you know threat or at least give that idea of Scott like, did I really kill him or like you know play with that question anymore? Because I thought that's what, because I thought that's what. Um, that's why I thought they were going with it. Mm. Was that maybe there is a cane in this universe? But no, they just turn it into a fucking joke. Why wouldn't they, dude? You know what I think is the biggest fucking joke about this movie, dude? Honestly, it is a goddamn shame. Is the promotion for it for the other two Ant Mans? You remember the whole like physical small posters they were putting around the city, little billboards and shit like that, or how the teaser poster had Ant Man, but like the character poster was him, like as a speck, basically, and all yeah, the so weird commercials. Yeah, dude. Or the yeah. weird commercials of him and Michael Douglas just chanting ants. That shit is funny, dude. Like, they were embracing, like, the wackiness of those two movies. None of that shit for this, dude. None of it. It blows my mind, because they could have had so much fun with it, truly. I feel like that's been Marvel recently, the lack of just promotion for these movies, because I feel like they think the movies are just going to sell on their own. I think it's an Disney And they do, though. And that is they why... Do. That's the that thing. is why yeah. Kathleen Kennedy... And Kevin Feige will go down as two of the greatest producers of all time. They make money. They have mm. done that time and time out again. They could have pumped out a shit movie. Look at Eternals, dude. It still made money. It still made money. Star Wars still makes money, dude. They're not creative enough, though. Both of them have lost their creative touch. Mm. It's time to get off their high horses help be co-producers to keep on the advertisement, keep that name behind it, but put someone new in the chair, dude. For the love of God, dude, put someone more creative in the chair. Absolutely, dude. Or at least separate your work. Kind of like how... We, we think we talked about this in the podcast a few weeks ago, Daniel. Or I think actually in the live stream. Kind of like how James Gunn was supposed to be in charge of like one department of the MCU. Like, the co- like all the space shit. Yeah. Like, if yeah, yeah. Feige wants to be, you know, final approval guy, it's cool. Give me someone else in charge of multiverse. Give me someone else in charge of Avengers, Fantastic Four, X-Men. Let's have departments or something, dude. I yeah. don't get it. Don't get it. I think that's going to be the ultimate downfall for the MCU. Not only that, and also the DCU. You know, we're seeing that uprising. That's already a bit of a rivalry. It always has been a rivalry. But now that Gunn's in the seat over there as well, I think from a business standpoint, we're going to see some rivalry too, dude. They think we're just going to see the formats, like reflect upon each other back and forth my biggest hot take is dceu and the mcu are on the exact same fucking level at this point wow that is a take dude i agree yeah. i i agree to an extent i'm here for it dude honestly and if you wipe away the infinity saga dude and let's say these um what is this called phase four phase five phase five right this is phase five now this is the start. oh yeah because yeah it's the start okay. of phase five so if you wipe away the Infinity Saga and put four and five together, where four was four started with Black Widow, right? Black Widow with with actually with Wandavision, technically. Okay, okay. So if you do oh, four, okay, yeah. If yeah. you start at Phase Four and let's say no one, like there's no one remembers anything from Infinity Saga, that's gone, never happened. Like Kevin Feige just started Marvel two, three years ago. No one would go see these movies. These movies would be losing money, right? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. There's no possible way these things would make money at all based on his track record. 
No, these these couldn't be the 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 footings for these films, for this franchise, yeah, no. for these characters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By no fucking means. Um, well, a couple extra like little weird little like pros I have. I do like the suit for King. That's pretty cool. Like seeing oh, yeah, King dude. in action is cool. I um I really like his spaceship or his, his ship being like the throne in a sense too. Um, I think that has a bit more, like, weight to it than some of the other stuff we've seen. Like, I couldn't give a fuck about the Guardian ship, honestly, being, like, their home. I don't feel like it's their home, even, compared to, like, a Star Wars ship. Um, but yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I think his suit's great. Kinda disappointed his mask is just nanotech. I think it's lazy at this point for MCU doing that. Because every fucking mask, including Ant-Man, Wasp, Black Panther, Iron Man, like, everyone has a nanotech mask, dude. I think it's lazy as fuck. Truly. Um, suit's cool. Really don't understand Modoc. That was just a spit in the fucking face. Um, I do understand, you know, obviously not everything we're getting content-wise is connected, and that's cool. I know the Modoc show was its own thing, and sadly only lasted one season because that got canceled. But that shit was funny, dude. I'm not saying I needed Patton Oswald to come back as Modoc to voice him in this thing. I'm not saying I needed that robot chicken Modoc to be the MCU Modoc or anything like that. But I would have liked to have a payoff for having experienced that character in a much, much better way, dude. Really would have. This, this Ant-Man and the Wasp thing is a spit in the fucking face of that show. Because that show is pretty solid. And it's a better comedy than this fucking thing is. Hey, shout theory. out to Shark Boy and Lava Girl, though. Absolutely, fucking dude. Absolutely. Shout out to George Clooney. <laughs> or George Lopez, shout out, not Shout Clooney. out to George Fuck. Lopez, yeah. Mr. Electric? God, I said Clooney, dude. Think of a fucking Flash rumors and shit. Awful. Do you have any last minute pros, Danilo, or cons you want to go over? No, I rated Jakku on its way to Hoth. <laughs> if, you're going to is... see it for Kang, if you're going to see it for Kang, dude, it's a best bin. Yeah. But if you're going to see it just as, you know, hey, new Marvel movie, dude, I'm pumped for it. It's it's a, it's a Jakku on its way to Hoth. Yeah, dude. Uh, definitely a Hoth for me. Um, I think the Kane stuff's cool, man. I do. But it just, it's not redeemable enough. At least yet. Mm. You know, maybe, I'm, I'm pretty sure 10 years from now we'll get some, some you know, the good old Mandarin plot twist. We'll, oh, we'll yeah, see some yeah. things that don't work out finally, and then we'll forget about them, bring them back in the next film. They're either semi-decent or even worse. You know. I don't know, man, but this is a hoth for me. Those fight moves, though. Are you excited now for Creed 3, man? I, yeah, dude, I don't know Jonathan Majors from anything else other than Kang and White Boy Rick. You know, oh, I didn't sure. watch okay. Last Black Man in San Francisco. I didn't watch The Five Bloods. Um, okay. Like, I only know him from these two. So this sold me on Creed 3, 100%. Yeah, dude, he was whipping out fight moves like there was no tomorrow against Ant-Man, dude. Yeah, dude, I remember walking out of the theater and seeing the poster for Creed as one of the first things in the aisle. And I was like, can't wait for that shit yeah. <laughs> after this fucking movie. Um, Brandon, what is your final comments and ratings on Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania? It sounded too harsh on it, but this movie was just just middle of the road for me. I, I'll give it an Abu just because it, it wasn't that bad. It was fine. Mm-hmm. I made it seem more negative than I than like I actually you know watched it, but it, it, yeah, it was fine. Not good, not bad, but what the fuck is MCU doing now? Like, <laughs> it's lost its magic so badly. Like, sin- like, what? Ever since they, ever, you know what? Ever since they came out with those six episode shows, the the quality of the MCU has dropped 
significantly. It's plummeted. It, it, it is drastic. I think the last good show that they had was Loki, in my opinion. See, oh. I don't even like Loki, dude. Well, you're just out of your fucking mind, I guess. <laughs> Whoa, Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude. My God. I'm good. I did like Spider-Man No Way Home, but like... I, yeah, yeah Brandon, you really like Spider-Man, dude. So let's settle down with the uh, how bad the MCU is. Not Outside of that, though, like they... They can't hold a candle to what, you know, the first three phases were. No. I don't think they'll I can't wait to, I can't wait to see this franchise die. <laughs> Same with Star Wars. Same with Avatar. But Dune, that, that franchise is just getting started. Uh, it'll be it'll be what? Maybe ten years we're in New York. We hop on an interview, dude, and I'm like, Dune it Dune needs to die now. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. who knows, man. Who knows? But at this time, right now, dude, Dune's in the front race, in the front runner for for franchises that Danilo likes. Jesus, dude. I'll um, I'll leave one more positive comment about the movie, dude. I do like the whole over the ant thing, like uh, Paul Rudd like running over each other to like get up and grab the fucking time, whatever it's called, cool. dude. Oh yeah, cool. yeah, that was cool. That was neat, I guess. It reminded me a bit of uh, from Spider-Man Homecoming. The whole get-up Spider-Man scene where he's looking at a reflection. You know, it's not as pretty as a scene. And actually, it's pretty well shot from Spider-Man. But, yeah. yeah it's at least the, the only semi, like, family-theming, like, movement I feel is uh, pivotal to the plot. You know. Get up, Spider-Man! <laughs> makes no... That scene makes no fucking sense, dude, when you just think about it. It makes this movie doesn't make any sense, dude. And when you think about that scene, it makes no fucking sense. Cause I remember I was in the theater and I'm like, this makes no fucking sense. He does the ant crawl, and I'm like, yo, that's dope, dude. That's dope. Modoc seen it on his little iPad. He's like, how the fuck's he's doing that, man? How the fuck is he doing that? Then Wasp comes in the mix. And then Wasp is imagining all these other fucking million wasps. But she saves Ant Man. And then all the Ant Mans disappear. So how the fuck did Ant-Man just get to that height, dude? That's like, those... how the fuck does it even pulled up on the iPad from Odok? <laughs> yeah, wh- where was there a camera? There was some heck? sort of camera to, like, actually see it. Kevin Feige, I, I'm going to piss on your Hollywood star, dude. So it was a joke. No, you know what, dude? I don't even blame Kevin Feige. I take that back, Feige and the MCU. You guys are okay over there. Peyton Reed hasn't shot anything that's been decent in a fucking minute. Hot take, dude. It's not a hot take, dude. When I had to watch Boba Fett come back and the Mandalorian and my Razor Crest blow up. That's that when was, I was like, That wasn't that episode. That was Robert Rodriguez. I don't give a fuck. I'll blame Peyton <laughs> Reed. Oh, no. Peyton Reed was the fucking frog lady, wasn't he? I think, yeah. What? Never pick up a camera again, bud. Never pick up a camera again. Um, anyway, though, dude, let's talk about some good shit that we watched recently, dude. I just watched The Last of Us while I was eating some chicken and rice. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it tonight. I haven't oh, seen the it new yet. episode. I've not seen the new episode yet. Mm-mm. Oh, good episode, dude. It's someone who hasn't played the game. Good. For, it, it's a great show, dude. It's just a it's good. Been a show. really good show so far. I yeah, heard... I like Pedro. I like Ellie. Good shit. I heard that the, this episode borrows from the DLC, the uh, the Left Behind DLC, which I'm pretty excited to watch because I didn't play that one, actually. So this is actually new storytelling for me. Oh, yeah, dude. You're going to get a little chub on when you see this one. 
Can't wait, dude. Uh, sounds I, exciting. I'm excited for the next episode, dude. It'll be fun. Nice, dude. Nice, man. Yeah, yeah good show, dude. Good show. High production value. You know, all that stuff. <laughs> Quality <laughs> content, dude. Nice, man. I think it's going to wrap it up for this week, Danilo. No, I think so, too, dude. But we'll just still build shit for a minute, dude. We got, we got like, 20. Yeah, but for our regular podcast listeners, guys, it's going to be out of the end of it for this week, dude. You know, there's a lot of good shit coming. What do we got going on next week, Danilo? Do you know? Off the top of your head? I'm ripping the chilies, I think, this Wednesday, dude. Well, the, oh, no, this is dropping. Oh, no, dude. Are we, we're dropping this on the Thursday, right? But right yeah. now it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So for, if you're listening through your earbuds, dude, or you're just playing a, a podcast out loud because you're a sociopath, um, you know, I just turned 23, dude. So two more years until car insurance goes down. Jesus Christ, dude. Well, next week we're talking Cocaine Bear and the B-movie. Get a God, fucking... dude. I am yeah. so lit excited. for that one, baby. <laughs> can't fucking wait for next week to talk can't those two movies. Can't wait for Cocaine Bear, man. It'll be so goddamn good, dude. I can't fucking we'll wait. Slamming down some shots during that episode, dude. <laughs> yeah, I got you, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do, man. <laughs> we're doing shots next week for Cocaine Bear. Come around, hang out with us for that, guys. Um, make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're listening here live, so you can go ahead and check out more of our live streams. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, uh, whole nine yards, all at Galaxy of Film. Uh, my short film, Like a Surgeon, is out now. Danilo, your short film, Callian's Curse, is now available to members of our Facebook club, ran by our buddy Shamim, called the Galaxy of Film Fan Club. Go check that out. Join. We post exclusive content in there, stuff early, such as the short films. Um, we do like trailer and poster discussions too. It's a good fucking time in there, you know. We're just kind of chilling out, hanging out in there. So. Yeah, dude. Harold had a good post, dude. Harold had a good post in there. Oh this yeah, we're talking about some of this stuff, was, dude. This movie was fantastic or something. <laughs> like fant, like fant, like you know, fantastic, fantastic, dude. Solid post, dude. Solid post. I don't usually give a thumbs up in the group. That one got a thumbs up, man. It's even funnier because if you check our comment section in the chat, he uh, his last comments was saying, because Harold was watching this week, shout out to you, buddy. He says, wow. uh, I enjoyed it, but this movie was a giant disappointment. <laughs> what a G, dude. My guy, what that's my guy G, right dude. there. What a G, bro. <laughs> he gets it. Absolutely, dude. And if you want to get it, check out your local Chili's. Because exactly. the three for me deal still going on, dude. It starts at three for ten ninety nine. Very limited options. But the three for me, dude, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong, dude. I was crushing a three for me the can't other go day, wrong man. With some chilies, man. That's what I did, dude. I want my parents came up on Saturday for like the early birthday because I'm working this uh, weekend and shit and going out getting lit. Mm-hmm. Um, so they came up this week and then we went to Chili's, dude. And they were just blown away by the food they were eating for that price that they paid. And I'm like, hey, that's just Chili's, man. That's what I'm saying, dude. I went to Chili's of Mason this weekend. I was in Ohio. Incredible, dude. Do you get the trio dipper or whatever? Have you? Why wouldn't you? That's exactly right, dude. The the skillet queso, goaded. The guac's great too, dude. I do like the oh, guac. Oh, it is, dude. You get it the gallon is. margarita. Oh, I didn't get no presidente. Whoa, we're not dude. alcoholics, <laughs> dude. We're not what alcoholics. What are you talking about, Danilo? Gallon margarita. Drinking every week, bro. What, <laughs> buddy? That's called coping. <laughs> If that's Jesus what you want to call it, man, go go right ahead, man. I'm not, I'm, I don't want to stop you. 
Jesus Christ, dude. Thank you much, so much for listening, guys. If you enjoy the show, please consider us leaving us an iTunes and Spotify review. It truly does help with the show much more than you can imagine. And we'll talk to you guys next week when we're talking Cocaine Bear. See you guys next time. What about the Casamigos, everyone? 20 shots in there.